Hey love, my name is Brittany Pollard and you are now rocking with the Everyday Intentions podcast, your source for real conversation centered around stepping into your personal power, one intention at a time. This podcast is all about owning our voice, taking up space, expressing ourselves and moving through life at our own pace. You are invited to the magic. So let's roll. You are now listening to episode number 10, Shifting Out of the Struggle Mindset with Jabbar Tobias. This episode brought me so much joy because not only did we laugh so much, we just had a really great time. I interviewed my friend and former personal trainer, Jabbar Tobias, and our intention for the episode was to talk fitness, but we ended up diving into mindset and overcoming obstacles for a good portion of the episode. And I'm totally okay with that because mindset is every, 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 everything. It's the overarching umbrella to all it is that we're doing here under the self-care lens, all that we do in life, right? So when we are consciously making the decision to stick to that mindset of this is where I'm going this is what I want and we don't allow external obstacles to get in our way or even internal obstacles right if we just keep moving forward and we don't allow ourselves to just be pushed back or halted by what we see feel or experience around us we eventually get to where we want to go so I feel like this was a powerful conversation We touched on fitness at the end, and I'm going to do a follow-up episode and talk about that more. And I just really appreciate his insight into both topics, and I'm really excited for you to listen in on this one. So Jabbar Fit Tobias is an entrepreneur, a nationally certified personal trainer, and the owner of Fitlosophy Gym in Long Beach, California. He's been changing lives since 2003 through his work, and he specializes in fitness competition prep, contest prep weight loss, strength training, sports training, kickboxing, and Muay Thai. He's head coach of his competition team, Team Fit, and he's a qualified men's physique competitor and has placed seventh in the nation as a top amateur level natural athlete. Enjoy this episode. What is up, my people? Welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Intentions podcast. I am the host of the show, Brittany Pollard, and today I have my friend, my former personal trainer, someone who I look up to, someone who is hilarious as hell and very spontaneous and very fun, my friend Jabbar. Welcome to the show. How you guys doing? What's up, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) So I was really excited to have Jabbar on the show because right now, for those of you who have been following the podcast, know that I'm doing a series on breaking down the word self-care. And I really thought it was important to have Jabbar on for the fitness and movement portion of the series because he is a personal trainer. He's been a personal trainer for how long? How long have you been training? Since 2003. Okay. So he's been training for a long time and he knows his stuff and he's worked with a wide variety of clients. He's also been through a journey of his own with just just fitness in general. He's been into a multitude of things. So I thought it was really cool to have him on the show and I also wanted him on because he's a black man and I really am working to amplify the black voice and get those perspectives. So once again, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy (laughs) to be here. This is, uh, we were supposed to do this a while, but you know, scheduling, but life, adulting, adulting, hashtag adulting adulting and entrepreneuring. (laughs) All the things. So that, that, but you know, I'm glad to be here. I'm happy we're doing this right now. Yes. Yes. So let's go ahead and have you introduce yourself to our listeners. All right. Well, I'm Jabbar Tobias. Um, I am 39 years old. Yes, and I'm he's not actually a vampire. He hasn't aged yeah, since I'm like not 27. 19. Damn it! I am. I got real life bills and stuff. <laughs> I am 39. I'll be 40 in a few few months. And I ain't gonna tell you when. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So I'm um, I've been personal training since about 2003. Um. I'm from Long Beach, California. Um, I fell into fitness. I wasn't, it wasn't nothing I really wanted to, you know, do. I never thought I'd be on stage. I never thought I'd be uh, helping people get ready to be on stage. I never thought none of that stuff. I just knew I was going to be a basketball coach. Mm-hmm. Turn of events made this happen, but I'm not complaining about it at all. But I just thought I was going to be a basketball coach. <laughs> so I want to be nosy and ask about those turn of events. What was that? 
Uh, so those turn of events were um, what made the deciding factor of me becoming a personal trainer was, uh, I, you know, I grew up being skinny all my damn life. I graduated high school at six foot four, 130 pounds, maybe. Uh, I didn't end up going to school. I ended up going to a four-year college um, a few years after I graduated, and I ended up being 155 pounds. When I got to my four-year, my coach was like, hey, you fast, you can jump, you do all this stuff, but I need you to put on some weight. And I'm like, man, I've been eating. What you want me to do? <laughs> and he was like, I need you to sit out a year and uh, try to, you know, gain some weight and put on some muscle. So happened, I ended up doing that. But instead, it didn't take a whole year. Um, I got to school in August, um, my four-year college, William Penn University, in August of 2003. I came home for Christmas that December, and I was 185 pounds. You know, it went from you need to eat to stop eating my food, yes. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, that was one of the turning events right there that happened to where I was like, okay. Also me getting hurt um, that same year I started, uh, or a year later, a year later I got hurt. I tore my ACL and man. I, <laughs> That's man, the one thing I it, hope never happens in it's, my entire it's, life. It's, man, it's different. It's yeah. different. Like, and the thing about it was I wasn't supposed to be playing. We weren't supposed to be playing that day. So we ended up going and we had some recruits come from out of town or whatever to our school. And uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Midwest, but in the Midwest it's real muggy and real humid. So if it's hot outside, inside the gym, it's going to be hot too and slick. Mm. All the windows were open. And prior to uh, me tearing my ACL, two other guys fell and I slipped before. And I told coach, yo, coach, you know, the floor is wet. Like, we need to chill. And he was like, nah, you guys keep playing. We got recruits here, da 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 All right, cool. So a few minutes later, um, I was on defense, and um, one of the guys had uh, threw a ball, and I was getting ready to steal it. And I was in the passing lane, and as I went to plant my right leg, my left leg gave out. No, no, my right leg gave out. Boom. I heard it. I felt the pop. Ugh. <laughs> And that was it. I laid on the ground. I didn't scream. And I just, I just said, ah. I didn't like cry or anything like that, man. And I looked, and I tried to stand up, and it felt like, from the knee down, my leg felt like a noodle. Like mm. I couldn't. It, it was no movement. It was, and the first thing my coach goes, is, uh, is it a knee or ankle? I said knee. He's like, oh shit. I was like, oh, don't. That's that's great. <laughs> and then it swelled up. After my knee swelled up. Um, it took a while for me to see a doctor because in a small town I was in, we were in Oskaloosa, Iowa, so the, 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 the school made the town. So the only, only, only um, surgeons I had were in Des Moines, Iowa, which is an hour and a half away, and the other one that was in the town. The guy that was in the town, he was on vacation. So I tore my, I tore my leg up in July. I had a surgery September 14th. And uh, it was it was different. <laughs> it was different, man. And but what really made it? I say all that to say that what really made me want to be a personal trainer is because when I was going through rehab during that time, it was this little girl, and she had tore her legs the same exact leg, the same same way, same surgery I had. She tore it six months before. She was on a fan bike and she was just running, just riding. And the, trend, the, uh, the physical therapist named Bob, I remember him, tall, white, white guy, bald head. What's up, Jabbar? Country accent. What's up, Jabbar, man? And he was telling me, he was like, you see that girl over there? He was like, uh, I was like, yeah. He was like, she, told, she did the same thing you, be, you did. You're going to be riding that bike in a few months. I looked at him. I said, nope, I'm riding that bike next week. <laughs> he was like, no, you can't. You. I was like, Bob, I'm not staying here for another six months. Because if all you guys don't know, when you tell your ACL, it's a six to nine month recovery. That's what they say, quote unquote, recovery. Mm -hmm. And I told Bob that day that I was riding that bike the next week. And he was like, no, I don't want you to do it. You're going to tear your leg up. Da, 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 da. Lo and behold, uh, I had, my therapy was at 3. I will come at 2.30. <laughs> and I hopped on that bike. <laughs> the first two times, he didn't know. <laughs> then the third time he came in there, he, he saw me on it because I was actually pedaling. Because the other two times, I couldn't. It was hurting. <laughs> And then he comes in and laughing, like, you, what the hell is wrong with you, man? I was like, look, I told you I'm riding it, and I was riding it. So then after that goes on, I guess my school didn't pay for the, uh, they, didn't, they didn't finish paying for the therapy. So 
they didn't kick me out, but I couldn't have no more therapy at the at the doctor anymore. So I helped. I went to back to my school, and my trainer, my athletic trainer at the time, Josh Erickson, helped me rehab my knee. It was just me and him from September, from about I'll say it was about three weeks, four weeks in to where I couldn't use the facilities no more at the hospital to where me and uh, Josh worked on our, my knee myself. You know, he would tell me what to do. He would give me um, diagrams. He would give me all kinds of stuff, and I did it. And I rehabbed. So, again, I tore my, my ACL in July. I had rehab and stuff, and I played my – and I had the surgery September 14th. I had my first full contact basketball game December 19th that same year. And everybody like, wait a minute, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Everybody's like, oh, man, oh, my God. Granted, I had a robot, one of them damn uh, them braces, you know, but mm. I played my first full contact basketball game December 19th, and I invited Bob to the game <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't know nothing about it. He Again, he had told me, oh, it's going to be six months. You're going to yeah, be six months. Yeah, based off of months. what he saw. In my head, first of all, I'm from California. I'm not living in Iowa for another six months. I got to graduate. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. And I got to play. I can't do it. So I invited him to the game. And then during warm-ups, he didn't know I was warming up. I just told him to come to the game. And he saw me in warm-ups and stuff, like dunking the ball and stuff. He was like, what the hell? And I pointed at him in the crowd. And he was like, I read his lips. He was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I told you, Bob. <laughs> but from that point on right there, I knew that if I can rehab myself, there's a chance that I can be an okay personal trainer. Then the third instance was when I, tra- I changed my major. Now, at this time, I went from being an athletic director to trying to see if I could be a personal trainer. So I changed my major, and uh, I get with my, my teacher, uh, Mr. S- um, Spill- uh, Spillbauer. Yeah, Spillbauer. He was a kinesiology teacher. And for a project, we had to train somebody for three to four weeks two times a week during class period. I end up getting the uh, the vice president of the school. So I'm nervous. She's older. I don't know what to do. I'm just nervous. Wow, like, for oh your God. first client? First you got client. the vice president Very of the school. Vice, <laughs> vice president of the school. And I'm like, ah. That's no pressure at all. Great. Whatever. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> we go along for about three or four weeks. And I still have the paperwork, too, to show. We got, I think about three. It was about four weeks. Mm-hmm. And after the whole thing, what we did was we had to train them and do everything, the assessment, with the food, everything. Yeah. And then after that, the four weeks was over with, she lost eight pounds. All the other clients, uh, all the other clients um, didn't lose that much. Mm-hmm. All the other students, their, their, their clients lost two pounds and one pound and three pounds. My was the only one who lost eight pounds in a, in, a, in a month. I was like, what? Man, I can do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. And she old? Ah. Imagine if I get somebody, some some athletic people and some kids that can run and jump. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so that right there made me like that was a turning point. Those those two things right there were the big turning points. I mean, me tearing my leg up and rehabbing myself and me training an older person, because as a trainer, the first thing you think about is when you becoming a trainer, they think you think you're going to get people that are. Yeah, you're going to get all the fit people and the athletes. Yeah, we're going to do so good. We're going to do this. Yeah, that's the total damn opposite. Mm. You're going to get mostly unless you just come into a place where there's nothing but athletics, you know, athletic kids or athletic people or things like that. Other than that, if you work at a corporate place, you're going to get deconditioned people mostly. Yeah, period. And, And that was a shock. But, I mean, I was I think that's for something it. that a lot of personal trainers think, though. Yeah. Everyone and then they go through yeah. and they're like, okay. Yeah. And you learn and you adjust to the mm-hmm. deconditioned people. And I feel like that makes you an even better trainer, yeah, too. It, I mean, actually it did because yeah. it made you slow down. Right, it made exactly. You, it made you think about Not other assume, stuff. right? Yeah. Not assume that they know all and these I can't, things. I can't and... just put you on this machine because I don't know if your knees are, 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 exactly. are messed up or not. Yeah. I can't just have you doing this. I can't have you running a mile, which I you probably ain't ran in fucking five years. Yeah. So... It helped me become a, a good trainer. And then when I got my job, when I finally graduated and got my job, when I moved back home, my first 10 clients were all deconditioned people. Yeah. And that's how I started. That's how I started, man. And, and you've been running with it ever since. Still here. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And I actually want to circle back to when you did tear your ACL, when you were going through that rehab. 
What was your mental state at that point? Because I imagine you'd have to go through a wave of things, right? There's probably like that anger, like that, fuck, I can't believe this just happened. Like, did you go through that that stage of like anger and then like being kind of depressed and then having to shift gears? So so during that time that happened, man, I was uh, uh, at the time I was already really, really stressed out with home situations. I was so mad. I was like, I was just I, I wasn't depressed. It's just that I was just so frustrated because everything slowed up. So the process of me doing certain things slowed up. The process of me... You had to relearn all, all my over plans again were, too, right? All my plans were stopped. Yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was rough. But because the way I grew up, being tough is, is where I come from. So this was, this was just another obstacle. So it was like, okay... If you're going to bitch about it <laughs> like everybody else and feel sorry for yourself or you're going to get some shit done and try to get it done as fast as you can so you can be back on the road to graduation, to playing again, just just to prove people wrong. Yeah. And that was really my whole thing, to be honest. I like to prove people wrong. That's, I, that's, <laughs> that's the whole truth right there. That's the whole truth. That's how I got into fitness and my story is not the same. <laughs> that's the whole truth. I like, to, I, like to, I like to prove a lot of people wrong. So. Yeah. And and my mindset it was it, it might have been a little bit more stronger than than it should have because I did a lot of stuff that I wasn't supposed to do out of the ordinary, and that was it. And then you know my, my state of mind honestly was might have been a whole lot stronger than it was any other point mm-hmm. because I've never been hurt before. I've never been hurt in a state where I ain't know nobody. Mm-hmm. I've never been hurt in a state and relying on myself where where if I don't make stuff happen. There's no other choice. I'm Negronetic, you know, so. What is that? <laughs> when you're black, <laughs> sometimes we do extra stuff and we get extra, you know, sometimes we heal faster. <laughs> sometimes we work a little harder. We got those extra muscles that everybody say we got. We do. It ain't a lot. We do. We got them little extra fibers and stuff that make us recover faster, jump higher, run faster, all that shit. So that's what happened. So, and I, and, and, and to be honest with you, I'm really glad I went through that because a lot of people go to college and come home jack come home jacked up. That wasn't gonna be me. Nah, couldn't do it. There was too much riding right, on you. Right, it was too much riding there, on. Yeah. It was too much, too many people to prove wrong. And I was like, <laughs> okay, where is that coming from? What the need to prove people wrong? It's always been there. It's That's just always been there. I just I wasn't supposed to do a lot. I wasn't supposed to go to college in the first place. Mm. I wasn't supposed to be good at basketball in the first place. I wasn't supposed to be good at football at the first place. I wasn't supposed to, you know, do anything. I wasn't supposed to make it past 20. I yeah, wasn't according to, do a lot to of stuff. society, yeah. It's like proving them wrong and then proving to yourself right, also right, that right. you are capable. But that's where it stemmed from. I needed that right there to prove everybody wrong because me proving them wrong was proving myself right. Yeah. So that's where it all came from. And I think, too, especially when you are seeking stuff and you don't have an example. Right. You kind of have this blank slate or you have this dream and you want to do something. But especially when there's no representation in that area, then you're like, fuck, I feel like it's all on me. I got to do it. And you just like by nature feel like you can't. Right. Because that's what society is saying. And then you Mm -hmm. innately have to like push through that and say, actually, I can do this. Yeah, I'm the I'm the typical. I am the typical. I'm the first generation born kid in California from my family. Everybody that's older than me is from Des Moines, Iowa. Now, there's the guys in my family, the older guys in my family are way older. Like you said, I didn't have no examples. Did none of them play no sports like that? Did none of them open up any shops or have any businesses? Did none of them, you know, uh, like it wasn't too much positivity, positive males around me growing up. Yeah. So I didn't have no examples. I, I really didn't have no examples. So me was looking, you know, me was just, my examples was watching TV and seeing stuff on TV and like, all right, cool. This is what it is. This yeah. is what it is. And all we right, know cool. what they show on TV. Right. It's not positive either. Right. It's not right. So yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. But I didn't have that stuff going on. So I had, to, I felt like I was a black sheep in my family. I still feel like that, but I felt like yeah. I was a black sheep in my family that I had to make stuff happen. Yeah. And now I've done that. I got my little cousins, you know, that were like one and two at the time. were like, oh, big cousin, man. I'm trying to be like you. I'm a big cousin. Can I do this, man? Big cousin, how you do this? You know, and, and that's what it's all about. 
you know what I mean? So, but that's where all that stuff came from. It's, it's, it's always been there, and I've never had those examples. Nothing was ever given. Everybody says that shit. Oh, nothing was ever given to me. Uh, yeah, you, you guys, half you guys are lying. Nothing was given to me, period, because I wasn't supposed to be here. I've never got nothing free. I've never got a free pair of shoes. I've never got a free pair of nothing. Mm-hmm. Either I stole that shit or I earned it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> Even when I stole it, it wasn't free because I got in trouble for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I've never, yeah. you know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the So you, you're conditioned to making things work. Yeah. Right? That's what That's it is. That's your blueprint. Surviving and ad- adapting and applying. Yeah. That's me. It's always been like that. I can get I've with never, that. Yeah. Never had a situation I couldn't adapt to and apply and then get up out of it. Some may take them longer than others. Some are just happen fast. But it happened. Yeah. I love that you speak to that, too, because a lot of times people get frustrated that things aren't coming quick. Right. As well. And right. then when people start off on the path, they automatically want to be at the top. Right. And right. they forget that the people that they're looking at and admiring, they had to go through some right. shit. Right. They had to go through th- some shit. They had to readjust and reorganize yeah. and yeah. really put their intentions out there. Even when they're like thrown off of the path that yeah. they thought they were going to be on, you just like, it sounds like you always kind of found your way or you just followed what came to you uh-huh. as well, right? I fo- whatever, whatever opportunity, almost whatever opportunity was there, if, if I needed to take it, I looked at it and I took it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, it was like, uh, well, shit, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's just, let's just do it. Uh, uh, got, what, what am I going to lose? You yeah. know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the struggle. There's nothing wrong with the, 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 the pathway of getting to where you need to go to because it makes people. Right. It makes people who they are. If it wasn't for me going through this stuff, because it's always been there, I wouldn't be the person I am. Yeah. To keep going through stuff. You know, you keep to, to keep going past things that come in your way. You know, so I'm I'm happy. Like I'm happy going through all that stuff because it's a story. <laughs> yeah, you know? I feel that. I it's feel that one hundred percent. And a lot of people don't want to tell their stories because sometimes it'd be bad. Sometimes fuck that. It's a story. Yeah, there's a story behind all this stuff. It's that's, a story you know, and it's unique and it's your own too. Right. Right. You know. I so. think th- I think too. That's the thing that trips people up when it comes to even just getting outside of being comfortable, they're scared of the struggle. Right. Everybody right. everybody wants to train. To, everybody wants to change, but then everybody's also afraid of right. starting at the bottom yeah. and the struggle, Yeah. right, to work through all that. So yeah. I like how you said yeah. that. Like, you need to embrace the struggle, too. Yeah, and it's true. That quote is true. If you don't struggle, what's that? What's going to happen if you, you get, in the, get to a point to where you, you're a little messed up, you just drop, you don't know what to do? Because you never struggled before. How you gonna, how you going to know how to get out of it? Yeah. That's exactly why when stuff happened, I'd just be looking at it like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let me figure this one out. We're good. <laughs> I'm not you don't meet it with it. panic. And, no, I'm not going to buckle and fold. I've been through it. Like, yeah. I've been through it. And I got a docuseries coming out. And I've been through it. A lot of people have no idea. Like I've been telling you, you need yeah, to write a book I, just I, from been, the crazy stories it, you've man. told me over the going years. It, dude. Like, yeah. but, but I'll never show that shit because... For one, I don't want no negative, I don't want people, I don't want it to be a negative look. Not a negative look on me, it's just, I just don't want it to be like, oh, well, there's another guy having another story. Or I don't want it to be like, um, well, why is he, it's just, it's just, I just didn't want to put it out there yet, but. It's all in the right time. It's Divine all in the right timing, timing, yeah. And the right time it is now, but it's, it's, I've been through it. So there's nothing that I can't get out of, well, it's nothing that anybody can't get out of. Mm-hmm. If they want to get out of that shit. Yeah. You know, I've, I ain't had no dad growing up. My mom was a single parent. You know, I fucking was in shelters and, you know, we slept in vacant houses and, and shit like that. You know, I was on welfare, all that stuff. No cars, no phone, you know, all that crazy stuff. But I'm not going to fucking sit there and cry about it. I never cried about none of that stuff. I never looked at, yeah, I knew I was different from other people, but go, uh, other, I was going through a lot of stuff that was different from what other people was going through. But I didn't panic. Now that I think about that, I never really panicked. I just be like, ah, whatever. Somebody said something, so what you gonna do? Yeah. You gonna fight me? <laughs> you gonna you talking you talking bad about me because I got these dirty me. clothes on, whatever, whatever, yeah, and I'm yeah. living in, and I'm homeless and stuff with my mom and everything. You gonna fight me? After I beat you up, then what? Mm-hmm. You gonna be mad again? So I'm gonna fight you again? I'm gonna beat you up again? I'm still gonna be cool because. <laughs> You, you know, this ain't affecting me. You yeah. just making me make you embarrassed because I'm gonna beat you up. <laughs> yeah. 
But other than that, I never panicked about nothing. I never panicked about nothing, man. It's, and it's crazy to say that. I'm not saying that to brag, but I've never really panicked. Well, like, I think because you've seen the results of people's worst nightmare, right? right. Quote, right. unquote, you lived it. Yeah, I lived a lot and of And then yeah. you've seen uh, how life can change also. Right, right. Yeah. And this is a matter, a matter of want. If you want it, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. it. It really doesn't matter. If you want it, you'll, you'll make it happen. It doesn't matter what you got to do. You'll make it happen. And, right. and then you get to see the steps. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you, you get, get to, to look back. It, like, damn, I did do this. I did do that. Oh, okay. All right. So now when that's something like that, even closer to that happens again, you got the blueprint. Exactly, exactly. You got the blueprint. It might not be the same path, and, but you got the blueprint. And I think, too, people want, but they don't necessarily appreciate unless they have to work for something. Right, and which is fine. Yeah, So that's okay. That's the, that's, that, I mean, that's, that's entrepreneurship one-on-one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We weren't supposed to get there until later, but yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> And just embracing embracing the struggle and then always just knowing that it's going to work out mm-hmm. if you continually take the steps in that direction, right? Yep, yep. So let's peel back and go back to the fitness conversation because yep. we were kind of there and then we, we went, went all we went, the, all we the way the, off. We went to the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Down the street and around the corner. So we, we did all that. So we're going to come back. <laughs> and yeah, I really, I really wanted to pick your brain about the whole fitness conversation because it's a big thing that people struggle with, right? And I just wanted to know from your experience, your clients, what you hear all the time, for the people who who are listening to this show, a lot of people I've had conversations with, they want to get into fitness and movement. I really praise movement, like whatever you do, whatever you want to do, just get out there and move your body. If you want to body build, great. If you want to ride your bike, go for a walk in the sunshine. Because my thing is like our bodies were created to move, right? right? As we're sitting here looking at each other, your heart's beating, doing its thing, blood is going throughout your body, oxygenating it, right? Right. Like all of these things are happening. We're listening. Everything's happening all at once. So, and I, I think the big thing too is people just don't get enough movement in their life. And we know that that affects our moods, that affects our right. energy, that affects so much. Right. So with that being said, when people come to you, what is what is their biggest goal and their biggest wish? Well, a lot of people, when they do come to me, they the first thing they always say is, uh, I, I want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what are you doing right now to try to lose weight? Oh, I don't do nothing. I, uh, you know, I just chill. Well, there's your fucking problem. You got to get up. Like you said, you got to move. You got to do something. You mm-hmm. have to... I mean, I don't care if it's walking 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. You got to start doing something. You, the weight is just not going to come off. Mm-hmm. And to get in shape, a lot of times with people that are deconditioned, you don't need to do a whole lot. You just need to do minimal work, watch your food a little bit, and change is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It don't have to be no drastic changes right off the bat. It don't have to be coming in here doing 40, 50 push-ups, you know, things like that, or, you know, running two miles. Mm-hmm. No. You come in here, you know, you come in here and you do, you, you, you do a little bit of, you do, what, a quarter mile of walking. You know, you do a, I'll say what, you do a few jumping jacks, you know, will make your body work a little bit, get your heart rate up, and that's all you need to do to start with for yeah. someone in decondition. Yeah. It don't take a whole lot. It just take a little monitoring. That's all it is, and you, that's just it. And you got to be able to get better with time and want to get better with time. Other than that, that's, that's all you really need. Is, is There's really no excuses because back in the days when we were younger, all we did was go outside and move. And play. That's all we did was yeah. play. Yeah. That's all we did. We would, you would not stay in the house. If you had to stay in the house, you was you mad. You were mad, yep. You was <laughs> mad at everybody. You was mad at your mama. You was mad at everybody. You was mad at your friends because they was outside playing and you couldn't play because you had to stay in. Yeah, now I remember being lazy. on punishment. And it yeah. was this is when I lived in Lancaster, so it was hot as hell. Yeah. And I got in trouble, and my mom made me stay in the house. And mm. I'm like, Mom, it's hot. I want to go outside <laughs> and play. She was like, you put on a wet t-shirt and sit in front of the fan <laughs> like it wasn't no burning no air conditioner or nothing oh, shit. and that was that my punishment yeah that was the first ever for me the first and only time I had to do that oh, shit. but that was punishment having to yeah, stay in the stay house in the was house. punishment because yeah. we would be outside yeah. just doing everything now punishment is go outside <laughs> yeah go outside I won't go outside well come on man just go outside yeah I mean, but 
that's what has to happen. You know, back in the days, we did everything. We did anything, even if it was stupid, rock fighting. We throw rocks at each other and bust <laughs> our heads. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything, go outside, get outside. We bored. Let's throw rocks. You go on that side, go on this side. And whoever bleeds first, you know, you just you can't tell, you can't tell each other. Just world? bleeding. Yeah. Got, you know, you fail. Okay. You got hit by a rock. I, I, I do not recommend this. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, that's what we did back in the day. I, kids won't do it nowadays anyway. They won't do it nowadays anyway. Yeah. Different types, but that's what we did. We did anything to get outside. To be outside anything and be Anything to be outside to play yeah. with our friends and just just to be outside, yeah. you know? And, and so that's just it. You just got to move. You, like you said, you just have to move and move with a purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Move with a purpose, there's always something to get to. Yeah. There's always something to get to. Move with a purpose, there's always something to get to. And I mean, that's what anything, but... That's the main thing people need to do, you know. I don't have that many deconditioned people that come to me anymore. But when I did, it was it was it was rough. It was the it was the basics. It was the all right. You can't do a jumper jack. Raise your hands above your head. Hold your arms straight out in front of you and that's for twenty okay. seconds. Yeah, yeah. You know, or arms in front of you. March for thirty seconds. Bring your knees all the way to your chest. All right, cool. You can't do that. All right. Well, I want you to just stand there with your arms out and your eyes closed. Stand there still. Mm. People couldn't do that. A lot of people almost fell over. Mm. So it's just, it's, it's stuff like that, you know, but. But the cool thing is they were making the effort to show right, up. Right. 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 And, and, and that was the thing. And then after that, we progressed from there. But that's mainly it. You just got to move. Yeah. You just got to move, man. You, like you said, you don't have to be a bodybuilder. Everybody don't need to lift no weights. Everybody don't need to be doing CrossFit. Everybody don't need a six pack, things like that. Everybody don't need no, you know, fucking big biceps. Just move. Yeah. Move with if you got a goal to hit, you just gotta move towards that goal. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think for the most part, people get intimidated when they think of the fitness industry. Yeah. And they think because I get questions still all the time, even though it's been a while since I've been like in that world of like, mm-hmm. oh, I wanna start working out. What supplements do I need to take? Mm-hmm. Do I need this, 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 and that? And I'm like, you don't need any of that. You just need to just start making the effort to get outside and move or, right. you know, go to the gym and try things out. That's all you need. But as far as like all the different powders, like you don't need all of that stuff. And I think that, I mean, the industry is clever. They do all this shit to make you feel like you need to depend on them mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. And granted, depending on where you are with your fitness, what type of athlete you are, yes, you are going to need some of those things. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the average person doesn't need 99% of the shit that they're being uh, sold. Don't need nothing. Yeah. Just go eat, get your ass up and go outside. Yeah. <laughs> and even just like small swaps is what I tell people. So when they ask me information, I'm like, okay, what do you normally consume in a day? Oh, sodas, cookies, da da da. Okay, that okay. You want to have that, but how can you slowly back off? How can you mm-hmm. choose to? If you're drinking two sodas a day, sometimes I've heard three. How can you stop drinking three and break it down to two? Right. Try that out for a right. week. Then pull it down to one. Try right. that out for a Not week. Not telling you go cold turkey. But just yeah. Back off a little. Right, slowly, because yeah. especially your brain gets used to having all these right. chemical additives mm-hmm. in it. So if you just try to switch it off, I mean, some people can, and that's but for the, the most part. That's the intimidating thing about fitness, because people see other people and they think, okay, because they're doing this, I'm going to go right into it mm-hmm. yeah. without taking the steps. Yeah. And that's, the, that's where they're getting intimidated from. That's what it is, right? That's the intimidating part. Like, okay, this girl has abs, but she told me what she eat. This is her meal plan her meal that plan. she just so happened to eat but on this hers. one day. Right. That's hers. <laughs> right. She ate that one day. That's hers. She ain't, no, you, you baby steps. Like you gotta, you know, it's, it's, you, you can't jump in full circle. Yeah. Like you can't do that. And that's, that's what's messing people up. Yeah. That's what's messing people up in the whole industry. The whole fitness thing, man. It's so saturated with bullshit to where you, you, a lot of people even see the bullshit and still go for it. Oh yeah. That's how bad it is. Like so much bullshit. Like, you know, this chick got a fake ass. And she's selling fucking booty workouts. You've never seen her do no fucking real booty workouts ever. Yeah. You see her do squats. You gotta be careful. But you you see, but she's selling booty programs, and because she got, you know, two hundred thousand followers, oh, she must be doing something right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna buy it. People put their trust in the numbers that they see online. Come on, man. I don't mean nothing. But that's that's what's intimidating. That, yeah. that part is intimidating because uh, people just see this stuff and just hop right in, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not educated enough. 
people, and the problem is that is that people don't want to educate themselves either a lot of times. Yeah, that can happen. Because people are so naive, they just want to follow a trend. Yeah, like, that can happen. To be honest with you, fitness is a fucking trend now. It's not working out how people is. The only people who really work out real hard are the people that really like trying to change their body. Other than that, everybody else work out because there's a trend. Oh, I, my, my new beats match my shoes. Oh, that shit is tight right there. Everybody wearing Jordans in the damn gym. Why the fuck are you wearing Jordans in the gym? <laughs> Why are you wearing brand new Jordans you bought yesterday to the gym? I'm not finna go spend fucking $90 on a damn suit just to look like I work out good mm. and, and take selfies in the picture just to say I went to the gym. And, and feel good about yourself when we know damn well you ain't did nothing. Mm. I saw it happen. I saw it happen a bunch of times. This chick, this one chick, I was at LA Fitness. I was working out. I've seen her plenty of times. I see how she work out. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I watch people. For one, I try not to. I try to watch people and assess them to where to the point to where I'm like, you're stupid. But I be trying not to do that. So I, I just look at people to see, okay. She might hurt herself. He might hurt herself, whatever, whatever. He's doing that right. That's a good job on his part. Okay, he looks good. He's been training hard. That's the trainer in you. Yeah, that's my trainer. So yeah. I'm looking at him like, oh, he's been, <laughs> it's been about three months. He looked good. She looked good. But this one chick, man, she had, uh, she, she had, it was just past Christmas. And I know it was just past Christmas because that's when all of, all of the people come and they new stuff to the gym to work out, right? And the people that are getting ready for the new year. So, she, I've seen her before again. So she buys these two new Gymshark outfits. And I saw her. She wore those Gymshark outfits two days in a row. So I was like, I knew they was new. Full fit. I was like, okay. The second day she came, she did not work out. I watched her. She did one set. She did like some tricep pull downs with the rope. She did one set and went over to the mirror and took five selfies, right? She put the phone down. She's looking at the selfies. She's playing on her phone. Now about three or four, maybe five, six minutes go by. She's hugging the machine. Then she does another set and goes right back to the mirror. The same mirror, which is another three feet away, four feet away, and takes five or six more selfies. She continued to do that shit for about 15, 20 minutes. I watched her as I was finishing my sets. I was like, oh, you kidding me, right? Then on top of that, this is the cold shit. So she posted a picture of her, and her picture said, oh, always putting in work at the gym with that same outfit on, right? Guess who was in the background of that fucking picture? Me looking at her taking that selfie in the mirror. <laughs> now. And people were like, look at the creeper right. in the background. People, I, as soon as I, somebody <laughs> sent that to me, somebody sent that to me like, look at that creeper. I couldn't wait to, I, I read all the comments. I was like, I ain't no creeper here. I said, I saw her take all the damn selfies without her working out. You see, she ain't got no sweat on her body. So she's lying about working out. So for all you people that says I'm creeping, won't you come work out with me since you think I'm creeping? Won't you come, won't you come to the gym? You guys don't know what she did. And then she erased that, that picture. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right my after. gosh. My, look at that creeper. I was like, dude, a creeper? Like, I'm looking at this chick supposed to be working out because I want to use this damn machine. Yeah. I'm trying to do She's my triceps. She's hogging it, and she's running back and forth taking pictures. I I'll say this. More people have got into fitness the last four or five years than it ever has been. But not all those same people that got into the fitness are, are coming into it for the right reasons. They're coming into it for they want to try to make it big or they're just it's not. It's about looks or money it's and looks, all yeah. the ego stuff and That's not it. about how yeah. it can. It's not about really working out. Yeah. It's, it's rough, you know. So. That's what I mean when I said it's a it's a it's a fad, it's a trend. It's not the same no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, and so so to those of you who are listening, because I get a lot of questions and a lot of concerns also about people just being afraid to go to the weight room just because of how people look. Right. But at the end of the day, you have to remember that you're there for you. You're not there for the people who are around you're not there for Instagram. You're really there to take care of your health and well being and to serve yourself. So you know, you are going to have to go through those phases of looking awkward in the gym. I mean, I, I still do it with some stuff. I'm like, damn, I don't really remember how to do this. Let me try it out and let me see. And it's okay. It's okay to like not look, not know what you're doing. Because sometimes I'll even have to pull up YouTube videos to be like, all right, am I doing this right? Yeah. Especially if it's like opposite, yeah. right? Yeah, so I have, yeah. to, I have to make sure of that. But it's okay. And I encourage you to just get in there and just play around and to not yeah. be worried about what the next person is thinking because 
10 times out of 10, they ain't worried about you unless you're like doing something blatant and really (laughs) like and holding some stuff up. And to be honest with you, some of those people might be doing like I do, looking to make sure you're not hurting yourself and might want to come up and approach you and say something. Yeah. You know, I do that a lot too. Like I will go up to someone and be like, hey, can I, can I, can I, can I show you something real quick? Or, you know, yeah, let me help you with that because you're not doing that right or you're going to hurt yourself the way you're doing it. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. You guys going to the gym, don't be afraid of that because even if somebody comes up to you, it's not that, you know, somebody might be looking at you too, maybe trying to want to help you out later on or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's not about people looking at you and trying to make you feel bad because I do it. I look at people all the time, and but in a day or two, maybe a week or so, I'll come up to them right after that like, yo, I want to make sure you don't hurt yourself, da 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 or hey, you did a good job. Hey, you looking good. You know what I mean? But that when people are looking at you, don't take it so offensive sometimes. I know it's hard not to do that. Especially when you're new and you feel coming insecure. Coming into a gym. Right. Yeah, it's hard. But, I mean, even even if you have questions, go ask a question. Yeah, I, I wanted to say that too. That yeah. A lot of people are willing to help. Yeah, a lot a of question. people. Like, you know, because chances are hell. That, that new person might need a workout partner. That new person or, or that, that person that you asked might need a workout partner. Mm. Or... You might be asking another new person, "Hey, y'all, y'all might just can figure this shit out together." Guess what? Now you made a new business, you made a new uh, workout partner, you made a new workout friend. Now you can meet at the gym every day together, and, and don't feel so awkward. Right? You yeah. know what I mean? So like, it's it's, I mean, it's this little stuff like that that you can just do, but and and not just try not to worry about it so much. Yeah. Just try, try not, not to be just, so just intimidated and feel like just it has to be this thing. big old thing. That's it. Just do your thing, man. And, and everything else, it, 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 it'll happen. Just do your thing. If you do your thing, people are going to come to you and, and congratulate you on you being in there and doing well. And then you'll make more friends and then, then you cool. Yeah. And that you becomes I mean? part of your routine. And it doesn't right. matter what you do because even I, um, so I did a solo episode on like my whole journey with fitness and movement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me just going to Zumba class and I literally have two left feet so I go in there <laughs> I don't know the fucking routines like people come in there and they're they pros ready, like yeah. they know the steps when the song starts to play uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just in there absolutely <laughs> and even my friend can't even dance sometimes because he's just laughing at me but I'm like I don't even fuck like I'm like half the time I'm there just for enjoyment too right. just to move and just right. have fun too so that's another thing I want you guys to take away is like it doesn't always have to be this strenuous, serious thing. Right, Sometimes right. you can go to the gym and just or join a community. There's right. there's tons of communities out here who are hiking, running, right. doing Zumba, moving, right. doing whatever. And sometimes it's just therapeutic to right. be amongst a group of people having fun mm-hmm. who are who just happen to be moving their bodies at the same time, too. Yeah, so. man, it's, yeah. And then you're in, you'll notice a big difference after all that. You'll, you'll notice that things have changed. You'll notice that you won't be feeling so weird no more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'll notice that you're saying what's up to everybody in the gym now instead of just walking by everybody with your head down. You yeah. know, so it, you know. <laughs> and people think that confidence too comes from losing weight, which for some it might, but I feel like it also comes from you just taking a stance for yourself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. from like getting over those fears and getting comfortable and mm-hmm. being in a new setting and just right. showing up and be like, this is me. Yeah. You showed up. Yeah. Right. You showed up. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm good. What's up, everybody? Yeah. It. That's it, man. Like, I'm confident as fuck in my jacked up Zumba steps. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun. I'm like, it's, it's whatever. And I think when you do have that type of energy, more people like you, you enjoy yourself more, first of yeah. all. Yeah. And then that attracts other people yeah. to you. Like I've never... I've never like wanted to go up to someone who was super buff, but it was like an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. no thanks. I'm good. On right, that, right, right, right. But for the most part, the people that I know who are super buff are really nice right. also. Right. So it's we, like. I ain't buff, but I ain't no asshole either. The bar is hella buff. Y'all going to see. We're going to link all buff, his information man. in Photoshop, the show notes. Photoshop, man. Show Photoshop. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in shape. <laughs> I'm in shape. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well. I feel like we covered so much in this episode. We got to do this again. Yeah, we, do we definitely something. will. We need to do this like, like every couple of weeks or something. That'd be cool. We'll I'll be it. down to do that every couple of weeks because shit change. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, we'll so. be checking back in because uh, I want to follow your journey. So we, we didn't really touch on this, but Jabbar just opened up a gym and that was back in March, right? Yeah. I, yeah. Um, yeah, I opened up my third gym he's he's actually like a master manifester 
Like yeah. this guy, shit just comes his way. <laughs> he's he's definitely a blessed soul. So yeah, he he just opened up his new gym, and I wanted to on this episode get into entrepreneurship, but I don't think that we're gonna have time for that this round. So we'll have to get into another episode where you can just talk about the steps that you've taken to yeah. even open this facility, because that's yeah. been a journey. Yeah. It's it's your third gym that you're opening, but yeah. that's been a journey in itself. And yeah. Man. <laughs> man, yeah, oh man. we'll talk about that, too, because that's another thing that people see and they're like, oh, I want that. But they don't know what it takes yeah, on the man. back end. No so y'all going to have to hold off on that one. Yeah. Sorry. We're cool. We'll, we'll talk about it next time. And believe me, <laughs> it's just a trip. <laughs> but it's also a trip. It's a trip the good way. It's a trip the bad way because I didn't I wasn't thinking about opening a little gym. I mean, I mentioned it twice. <laughs> And it just happened. So, yeah. yeah. You mentioned it, but then you just shifted your lens and then stuff just started coming yeah, to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what is the, what are three things that you want people to take away from this episode? From this episode, man, I want people to understand there will be struggle. There has to be a struggle. And you're going to have to learn to overcome all that stuff i mean there if, if that's one of the points I, if there will be a struggle you can't some get point, around it that's you it. can't get around yeah. it there will be a struggle on something that you really want something that you just just know in your soul that you need to have or it has to happen if you're gonna aim for that there's gonna be a struggle Mm-hmm. It could be a small one. It could be a big one. There's going to be a struggle. There's going to be inconveniences There's going to be also. a lot of some inconvenience. There's going to be some things that don't line up the way they're supposed to be. There's going to be some financial stuff that's supposed to be there that wasn't. There's going to be, there's going to be some, some, some issues, some health issues, you know, that's there that, 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 that popped up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, you know, something, some dramatic that happens in your life, you know, good or bad. That one's supposed to be there that can stop you from going where you need to go. But, you know, that right there. Also, um, I think just really quick pulling on that, that helped me out. Just like you explaining your story and talking about that, too. And it it makes me want to also take the negative connotation off of the word struggle and just being like, you know, instead of like, oh, this is such a struggle, just shifting that and being like, okay, this is part of the process. Right. right. This that's is part of the process. It's what can process. I learn from this? Yeah, it's yeah. the process, and and that's just yeah, it's the process. So, yeah, for sure. And and there's always a process to get somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a process to get somewhere. There's always a process. There's always a process, yeah. man. So you know. Right. And if there wasn't, you wouldn't be satisfied. Right. 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 And yeah, you wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't get nowhere. Exactly. There's always steps, process. You got steps, process, levels. All that. It's all that. Stuff, all the man. things. So, yeah, for sure. Um. Other thing is that, you know, um, I want you guys to get out of this is that there's always going to be a a positive outcome if you keep going, Mm. period. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be a positive outcome. So you just got to get through what you got to get through to get there. But you also got to be persistent with it. Mm, You know, you can't let it you can't let it run its course. You can't let it dictate what you got want going on. You got to dictate everything. Mm. You know, so that those two right there are, are are big. Those two right there are big, man. So you just gotta just just understand that there's an outcome. There's gonna be a positive outcome. You know what I mean? So it's it's you just gotta make it happen. Yeah. You just gotta make it happen. That's all it is. You just gotta make it happen. So I mean, yeah, you, and, and you, you have got, to you, keep the forefront of the outcome, right? At, like in your mind right. too, right? Right. You cannot let it. You can't let the the, the bad parts just overcome everything. You gotta really. Just say, eh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to title this episode, eh, eh, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> eh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, what can I, what can I do from here? So. Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for today. This was such a great thank conversation. Thank you, Brittany. <laughs> I haven't seen this girl in a minute. I know. <laughs> it's been I a minute, know. you know, but. It's okay. <laughs> Don't I see be her calling now. me out. <laughs> I ain't seen her in a minute. Y'all, y'all, y'all know what that means. I ain't got to say nothing, but I ain't seen her in a minute. 
well, I'm here today. But she here, you know, and I'm glad she came and I'm glad she's doing this because a lot of people don't reach these topics. You know, mm, yeah. a lot of people don't reach these topics to where really dig into the real stuff. Yeah, like, that's what we're stuff. about and here. Coming from examples that we are. Yeah. You know, in our community, you know, so I know for a fact that this is going to help a whole lot, a lot of people that it needs to reach. Yeah. You know I me mean? and, and I'm, and I'm, that's why I'm, you know, that's why I'm here. You know, that's why I'll do this again. I'll keep doing this. Yeah. I'll keep doing it as much as I can. As long as it reached one person that it can help. Yeah. You know? And you'll never know how many people you really get to, to reach until somebody hits you. You know, I'm like, Hey, you don't remember this, this, this? Nope. But man, this this helped me to oh shit, for real? Okay. Yeah. All right. So my goal is to is to reach as many people as I can. I'm sure that's your goal too, with this stuff and just bring everything to light as much as we can, being examples in our community and just, you know, and just keep moving forward with all this. Yeah, definitely. Is, man, so I have I have another project. Um I'm not gonna talk about it because you know how I get with my projects. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but it is about like highlighting different people especially in the black community mm -hmm. so when i'm ready for that i'll definitely be hitting you up to come on that too okay. but yeah okay. that's what it's all about right. i mean this podcast is all about love it's all about helping who it's supposed to it honestly helps me right. more than anything i right. think I, I started this with the goal of helping people but also selfishly just like acting out one of the dreams that i've had and one of, that i've held for a long time mm -hmm. and stepping more into just speaking instead of always being in the background and stuff yeah. too so yeah. as much it is as it is for people it's for me also and i just want to invite people along that journey with me right. of like uncovering like different shit and going through shit and yeah, yeah learning <laughs> stuff like all the things i just like I really keep it real here yeah. and I'm happy with that. I'm not yeah. trying to pretend or hide or anything. Yeah. So everybody gonna know all my dirt. It yeah. is what it is. Like, it is what it is. you know, when that person tried to fight you, right? Yeah. Or, or wanted to say something bad right. about you, you're like, you can't talk shit about, it. like, I know who I am. You right. can try, but it is what it is. It's yeah. out on the table. So <laughs> now what, right? Now what? <laughs> yeah, and I think I think people are craving for truth. They're They're tired of seeing like all this fake bullshit and people are like, where are the people who's like me who's struggling right. too? Like I want to be around those people. Right. So yeah, that's my goal for the show is to just have real people, real stories, mm. like real struggles, AKA opportunities for right. growth. Right. right. <laughs> so we can all, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Real processes. Yeah. Um, so we can all grow and up level together. So thank you for being a guest today. You are welcome. You're more than welcome. <laughs> and we will do this again. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. And, uh, yeah, this was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> but we ain't finished. We, we're not done. We're not done yet. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. We will catch you next time for another episode. Take care. Bye.